Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft tapes podcast. This is Case 14, Hypnos. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and something scuttling around in the attic at 2.22 a.m., snuffling just above your bed where a dark stain on the ceiling seems to be spreading ever so slowly. Your investigators of the unknown are... Gabe, as Roy. I wasn't the one with technical difficulties. Matt, as Rocky. I mean, I wasn't the one with technical difficulties. And Brian is Pippa. I had testicle difficulties. <laughs> Brian, this is a family show. You can't say that. Half of the population have testicles, okay? It's less than half. Shush, Gabe. Don't let them know. Well, welcome back, players. How's everybody doing? Gabe, I know you're in your new place, so... New balls. Who dis? That's the doorway light, and that's the front door. Let's go for a tour. Come on, Gabe. But I gotta put my comic books on shelves first. You know, guys, I've been thinking about Halloween lately, because we're coming up on our Halloween season, the spoopy season. I'm curious to know, as I'm sure everybody else is, what is your traditional handout to Halloween trick-or-treaters? And if you don't do that, what was your favorite treat to receive when you're trick-or-treating? I don't hand out because I, I hand out horror and mayhem on Halloween at my haunted house that I put on every year. So what was your favorite treat to be had? I loved bit of honey. That was like the thing for me. Chewy and the flavor lasts forever. I really liked those. And it's you don't see them anymore. Nice. How about how about you, Matt? Usually I'm I'm working Halloween. I have a minorly crippling addiction to Swedish fish and Kit Kats are like the two things. Like if they're anywhere near me, can't stop. It's it's a real problem. I found a guy who does like packages of like Japanese exclusive Kit Kat flavors. I bought one for like 25 bucks or something and had them ship it over from Japan. I got to check out all the really weird flavors. Like there was a, there was a sake flavored Kit Kat that tasted like sake and it was really fucking weird. No, no, you misunderstood. It's his socks. Oh. How about you, Gabe? Well, I'm still firmly in the getting drunk phase of my Halloween. I don't give them out, but I'm a Reese's man. I'm all about the peanut butter. In our house, we decided last year to start handing out full-size candy bars because if the kids are going to risk their lives for candy, we may as well reward them for their bravery. That was our point of view. Full-size Snickers, Three Musketeers, Twix. But what I really want to give out is like super oddball candy bars. Like kids don't really know Butterfinger as well as they should. 100 grand would be another weird one. Or like the Zero Bar. Chuckles are good, too. You never see any of those go out for Halloween. Right. Exactly. Chuckles is super old school. The one thing I will never do is give out paydays because I don't hate kids that much. I hate kids, but I don't hate them that much. Circus peanuts. Actually, I love circus peanuts. Okay. We're going to have to replace you two. You did say peanuts, right? Circus peanuts. I have a running conspiracy theory that they haven't actually manufactured any new circus peanuts since like the 70s. And there's just one guy in a warehouse with a gigantic ass mountain of them and every time somebody buys a bag he just walks over and scoops them up into another bag and ships it out that's why they get better every year well listeners if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi drop us a letter from beyond our website at lovecrafttapes.com this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecraft tapes thank you to jordy rose barry robeson etulia brownie davis elizabeth grieve chris parker Brittany Davis, Cal Sherman, Huge Pie, Jefferson Bell, Eric Zane, Amanda Power, Olda Polkert, Harold, Mitch L, Lobster Johnson, Frank Delventhal, John Scarcella, The Frilled Shark, Ripley Iwin, Eric Phillips, Malabra 57, Daniel Caprone, Wooter Mayan, Dom Driver, Little Rowan Plays, exclamation point, John May, Snow, Andrew Petty, Phil Dickinson, Robert Jameson, Flix Capacitator, Boston Harbor Horror Presents, Yogg, Liz Moonberry, Stephen Gregory, 
Sheldon Warner, Chainsaw Unicorn, Davini Ivanzerovich, Captain Vashtan, Discordiant, Shane Stoley, Peter BDB, Horst Draper, James Brown, Prophet of Woe, Ineptus Astartes, A.E. Jonesy, David Winterman, Matthew, Marty Dixon, Kevin C., Oddity, Casper Ryback, Ruined Ashes, Brindle Stubbs, Rolling Boxcars, Phoenix Black, Batran, Manic B Media, Jeffrey Young, Bifford, Holden Omans, Jay Clark, Phil Campbell, Justin Levesque, Nicholas Hutto, John Kodabasic, Kevin G., Mick Cope, Tomas, Robert Lamb, Benjamin King, Seraton, Wizard of Inzenglass, Jehovah's Thickness, Steve L., J.R., Matt's sister, literally, Some Dude, and Will Pay to See Ernie Eat, Sarah's Toilet Rat. So thanks, guys. Appreciate all those Beautiful, beautiful monies. <laughs> I thought you were going to say names. I'm like, toilet rat. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey, yo, are you visiting New York on your next vacation? Take it from your old pal Maxwell Silvertongue. You're gonna wanna steer clear of all the tourist trap crap. Broadway Place? Seen them. Empire State Building? Too crowded. Statue of Liberty? Yeah. I watched Romeo Williams' The Adventure Begins. Let me tell ya, there wasn't a sequel, so the adventure stopped dead in its tracks. No, what you want is the good stuff. And I'm just the guy to give it to you. How does this sound? You, me, we go down into the historic churches around the city with nothing but an old map and a couple of high-powered flashlights. Creeping around the catacombs, looking for the corpses of any of them sorcerer alchemist guys. You know the type, always mixing this reagent with that rare mineral until poof they unlock the secrets of the universe or whatever well supposedly they were buried with their secret recipes tucked securely in the only place that grave robbers wouldn't look I'm talking nature's pocket you feel me So when you find that musty, dusty, rotted body, just flip it over and dig deep. Whatever you find, you get to keep. Sound good? Yeah, I thought so. Oh, and we have a punch card, so after five tours of duty, you get a free pair of rubber gloves. All right. Who's ready to go spelunking? And we're back. If you guys had enough money to afford Super Bowl advertising for that product and service, describe what your commercial would be. It would just be a bunch of, like, red arrows pointing at it. That way people know exactly what the product is. Because 99% of the issues with ads is that they don't ever talk about the product. They just talk about how, like, the guy who wrote the ad hates his life. So it'd be a bunch of red arrows pointing directly at the product. And then it would say, buy this product. But it wouldn't say the amount. That way there's a level of mystery to it. That's what the American people crave, is they want mystery in their everyday life. And then it would be a web website at the bottom of it where you could buy the product and then for really cool people there would be a qr code next to that that leads to the website Uh, i just hand off a free sample to michael bay and tell him to go to town so whatever it is i'm pretty sure it would have lots of explosions and scantily clad women which is what america really wants i would have tiny text that would say buy these and a flash of the picture and then i take to the rest of the money and i'd move to tahiti here's my idea guys fade in It's the unmistakable face of international superstar and timeless sex symbol, Lance Hendrickson. Hi, he'd say. I'm Frank Black, and I'm here to tell you about a new product and or service. In the year 2046, the world will explode. 
I know because I'm a psychic profiler employed by a shadowy organization run by another shadowy organization. I've seen the world ending in my dreams, so I know it to be true. Plus, there are a bunch of serial killers running around, and I caught a few of them, so my powers work is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, buy this product under service before it's too late. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go catch a serial killer. I'm Frank Black, once again reminding you to have your kids spayed or neutered. Good night, and God bless. Fade out. Best Super Bowl commercial, right? Yeah. It's definitely top 500. Now, dear investigators, we play Case 14, Tape 9, Tolling of the Iron Bell. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. It is often been said, pay close attention to the present, because the next time you blink, the here and now has become the here and gone. Our heroes struggle with weighty issues six feet under. As Roy begins to realize his condition isn't exactly life-affirming. Perhaps spurred by maddening fear, Pippa outpaces her pursuers en route to a supposed sanctuary inside the cemetery's sepulcher. Rocky eggs on his compatriots toward the next shining portal, beyond which a ship of fools welcomes three new passengers beneath stormy skies. Does Ulthar await at the end of the rainbow? Or will Bugshosh continue this jaunt ad infinitum? Roy, if you had any real control over this ongoing nightmare... You sure as shit wouldn't be caught dead back on this hunk of junk. As muted lightning illuminates the deck of the ship from above, you feel more wariness than dread. After all, you've been here, you've done this, so what possible surprises could be in store anyway? Besides, it's not like you're breathing. Come to think of it, Had you ever taken time to see if you were breathing? Literally ever in your life? You couldn't really remember doing that, though your memory insists that you were breathing once upon a time. Heck, you can recall smelling and tasting Dan's many Sunday brunches, so that's proof enough, right? That Campari, though, it didn't hit your schnoz or your tongue like it used to. Ah, well... Better to concentrate on something else for the time being. Now, how the hell did you get off that damnable boat last time? Rocky. At first, these forays into the dreamlands seem to have a certain logic to them. Each locale materialized in chronological order delving deeper into Roy's past exploits. Though now twisted by an unseen but not unknown hand, the filler of space. This time, however, you find yourself on the deck of a very familiar ship. The events thereupon having taken place after your brother's trip to Laplace. Very curious. Mr. Surtsey's words on the tape player still ring in your ears, and you're left to wonder whether this is yet another machination of that elder thing to acquire your mortal coil, or if some other entity might be interfering with those plans. So far, the marble found on the Bauman property has indeed allowed smoother transitions between portals. 
Mayhap it will also convey your party of hapless dream warriors eventually to Ulthar's back door? And another question, why does that name, Ulthar, sound so strangely familiar? You're quite sure someone uttered that word in your presence not long ago. Pippa, oh, sweet baby Jesus, you're on a friggin' frigate. The deck roils under your feet slippery from the pounding rain. You took a cruise once. It uh, didn't go well. Despite the allure of endless buffets, Broadway-quality stage shows, and glorious sunsets, what actually happened to make you swear off cruise lines for life? Well, please share your terrible, terrible experience. Well, it wasn't the cruise line's fault. It was a booking issue. I was booked on a Caribbean cruise, short, in case it wasn't good. I could do the three-day, and I could be back, and it's no big deal, right, if you have a bad three-day. Well, I got there, and the boat was double-booked. So they offered me, graciously, I thought, at the time, to move me to a seven-day, six-night, all-expenses-paid cruise with an upgraded cabin. I'm thinking to myself, oh, I lucked out. I'm going to take this, and I'm going to enjoy myself for a week. And I'm not going to have to worry about money or travel. I'm just going to have a good time and relax. Got there. The first night was great. We went through the basic routines. Where's the life jacket? Here's the boats. Everybody seemed very nice. It was actually quite pleasant. My cabin was spacious, free movies. It was nothing I could complain about. Until the next night. I stayed in my cabin pretty much most of the day. Went and got some food and brought it back. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be adventurous. I'm going to meet new people. I was seated with another couple at their table, which often, I guess, happens. I didn't know this. I went to dinner, sat down, and I was given a key. I had no idea what this was. I thought it was part of the dinner, the cruise thing, and had no clue what was going on. And halfway through the meal, the couple excused themselves and said, we're full enough for now, but we'll see you later. I was like, "Mm, it's a little strange. I'm going to keep eating. I went up to the main deck and I realized there was nobody on the main deck. I could not believe it. It's like, it's a beautiful evening. I had no idea what was going on. And then I heard the music. So I'm like, oh, I'll go investigate, maybe have a drink and then turn in, watch a movie and, and relax. And what I saw was not what I expected. I was booked on a seven day, six night swingers cruise. And this was night two. Needless to say, After several phone calls and complaints to the captain, I really never left my cabin for the remaining days. So I would never, ever go on a cruise again. But I still have the key. As you think about this terrible, terrible experience you had on a cruise line that was meant for swingers and not for you, another peal of thunder and lightning erupts from overhead. And you guys find yourselves on the forecastle deck of a ship. A large wave comes rising over the bow, splashes you with cold salt water. I run over to Rocky and I grab him by the shoulders. Get a hold of yourself and smack him in the face. I'm going to fight back. Uh, I'm going to pull up my gun and take a shot. What the hell is happening? We've got to take cover. There's lightning. Roy, this is, is this the zombie ship? I'm, I'm thinking this might be the zombie Z- ship. Wait, zombie ship? Don't say the Z word in front of her. I don't care about zebras. Is this is a zombie ship? No, the ship itself isn't made of zombies, if that's what you're worried about. Oh, shoo. The ship is made of metal. I looked down at my feet. <laughs> Zombies for shoes. She is correct, though. We might want to head out of the um, pouring rain here. What, you don't want to go mad in the rain with me? I run over and grab Roy by the shoulders and go, I can't stand the rain. The rain makes me feel alive. On my windows. I wasn't done. Are you singing in the rain? I can't stand the rain. Just let the madness set in. It's what being at sea is all about. I think at this point, I'm losing it, and I'm not kidding. 
Here, go on the crow's perch and challenge God. That always cheers me up. I have two hit points. Come on, and I'm going to start walking towards um, the stairs. You go down into what is essentially just a flat deck. It's it's undercover, thankfully. This is really just a staging area. Um, as you know, uh, Roy and Rocky, the ship was uh, originally intended for survivor rescue. So this would be a platform where lifeboats would be raised up and people would come out and then they would figure out a way to to handle them. As you go down the stairs to your right and left, you see actually stairs going heading back up, which go to the uh, bridge deck. A little bit further on, uh, you see to the right and left, two little sets of staircases, almost like just a couple steps, that go down to what is essentially a um, lifeboat uh, raising platform. A few doors that lead to wherever you don't know. So I'm assuming both of you have been here. Yeah, it's weird how these memories are not in order. Well, I wouldn't know about that, but what do we do to get out of here? Oh, it's been such a while. Um, isn't this the one where you started up chained to the pipe in the boiler room, or am I thinking of a different ship? If you would have let me go mad and challenge God in the rain, then I would have a much better memory. Yes. Now, I'm trying to recall what we did. I I vaguely remember something about a, a rabbit. Does that pertain to finding the portal? Yeah, we have to follow the white rabbit. Is this the Matrix? No, it's Jefferson Starship. Oh, all right then. One bill! That's all we can get anymore and we'll get in trouble with copyright. One! That's all we got. Singular sensation? Well, if there's anything I can do to help you guys, I mean, I'm here. I mean, it's a rather large ship and that exit could be potentially anywhere. I'm just trying to think if there were any significant locations we encountered last we were here that might be... How did you get off of this boat last time in, in when it really happened? That's a good question. Thanks. What's the answer? little insider baseball here. Uh, I actually wrote this knowing that they would not remember. <laughs> did the boat crash on shore? <laughs> Isn't this the one where the... Oh god, now I... That's why I'm pretty sure the boat crashed on shore. Oh, no. Isn't this the one where, you know, there was a, a nicely prepared lifeboat up on the deck and we just kind of sailed away into the sunset? Isn't that what you remember? It was a speedboat, I think. And oh, yeah. Don Johnson was there. and <laughs> Tubs. <laughs> I remember it had awesome speakers. Like Tony Robbins. Yeah, like Tony Robbins. He's an awesome speaker. Isn't this the one where we were surrounded by zombies and then... Oh, God. I'm trying to remember if this is... We've been on more than one boat. I'm trying to remember if this is the same boat. We've been on a lot of boats. Isn't this the one where you went room to room, opening every single door, looking for loot? Yeah, I believe so. I smell like empty beer cans for some reason. Memories in the corner of my mind. Oh yeah, this is the one where you learned 1% of Portuguese. I'm going to, without saying a word, slowly walk over and sit on the steps. This might take hours. If you're lucky. We are near the top of the ship, so maybe we should start venturing down. Maybe that boiler room where we first... Uh, engine room, I think. was not the two? Wherever we started last time when we were here might be where we need to go. But didn't you guys say something about zombies? Yes, but I'm not worried about that yet. Okay. If memory serves, we had a little bit of time before the zombies showed up, so we might have some free space here. I'm thinking we might want to start heading down, though. My first inclination is to head back to where this all started last time we were on the boat. I mean, unless, of course, you have any other ideas. I'm just hoping that a certain friend of mine will show up on this memory. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, let's get going down. It seems like we're with all these memories, we either need to walk up or down stairs to get to the next portal. What is it with you and stairs? Guys, I think there's loot. How about you pick a door, I pick a door? Another wave of salt water comes flushing and cascading down the stairs. And I'm going to move over to the, the south door over here, and I'm going to open it up. I'm going to the north door. Rocky, you see uh, a larger room that's with a staircase that leads down. Uh, Roy and Pippa, you see a small room that has a bunch of repair materials, so a mallet, material that you would use to like temporarily seal a boat if it had a leak in it. Like a screen door patch kit, but for a boat. Yes, exactly. I usually repair boats with screen doors. Seal it with flex tape. Flex tape ripped me off. 
I found the stairs down to the next floor. Uh, he said he found a staircase leading down, so we should probably head over. I'm going to pocket the mallet. So I'm waiting for them to come back. I'm going to pop open that door and see what's on the other side. Dead inside, do not open. Ted, don't inside open. Inside, there are batteries that are meant to be backup batteries for emergency systems, that sort of thing. And I close the door. And there is a door to your left, as you see. So, you ready to continue down, or shall we continue opening doors? It's not on this level. I'd bet my life savings on it. Your life savings is like $23.16. That's what the bank thinks. That paper clip you got from the movie theater that one time. A half-eaten Hershey's bar. Am I forgetting anything? I'm going to start down the stairs. You walk down the stairs and you see there is a hatch in the northwest corner in the floor. There are steps leading up to what is essentially a reception area. Uh, There is a window in a wall. So you're you're thinking like this is a place where survivors would go to be indoctrinated or welcome to the ship. Once they've been rescued to the east, there is survivor seating as well as some toilets. And then a staircase that leads even further down. There are some doors. You know, I'm starting to get that sense of deja vu again. I'll check the northernmost door. I'm going to head over here to reception. I'm going to check this door. Roy, you open up and it's basically just uh, storage. And Pippa, same thing. Rocky, the reception area, but also the office area. It, It does seem very familiar. Oh, fuck. I think this is the one with the book. Well, there's another one with the... the, Remember there was the the book with the the mirror thing? Oh, god damn it. And I'll come over there. You remember because the the office had the thing with the blood and the... Is that where it was? And I'm going to walk next door and open up the office. And uh, it appears to be a medical office with many books and binders with carefully labeled collections of rescues that the boat had performed. You do get the sensation that there was probably a book that you vaguely recall of bad juju. And as that recollection returns to you, you feel the ship dip to one side, swaying. And Pippa and Roy see a flood of water come down the staircase and begin flooding (gasps) this level. You have to brace yourselves against the walls in order to not fall down. I think we're sinking. We got our hustle here. I think I know what room we're looking for. You remember the ritual room, Roy? It was um medical area. I think it was the surgical suite at one point? Yes. And then the weird mirror thing that we touched. That mirror is definitely our way out. If I had money to bet, I would bet on that. Look who has no life savings now. Now the question is, is do either of us remember how to get to that area? I don't. You're very helpful, Pippa. I think we just have to keep going down. I think it was further into the ship, wasn't it? feel like uh, we're wasting our time in these little rooms that are obviously going to end up being storage. You don't have a sudden urge to open every single door looking for loot, do you? No, because I remember that where they are. I remember which room has the loot. Uh, are you going to go back and kick over that beer can pyramid again, or at least try to? I owe it one. Head back the way we came towards the staircase that leads down further into the ship. You approach into the survivor seating area where even as you're walking the seawater is beginning to rise and you are disconcerted to see the stairs lead into water. Oh fuck. It would appear that the entire lower level is submerged. Obviously, we can't go down. Maybe it's the opposite, and we go up? I told you to go on the crow's nest, and you didn't do it. I'd say we try to get to the bridge. Obviously, something is stopping us from getting to where you started this memory, so maybe we should go to where you finished the memory. So far, all the memories we've been through have lined up with more or less exactly what we went through when we were there. And I distinctly remember there was a room in the medical area of the ship that had at once been a, what I assumed was some sort of surgical suite, which is where this I want to say it was man posing as a ship's doctor, was performing some sort of strange ritual involving a mirror? But this isn't the actual memory. 
and Bakshash is screwing with us. Well, here's my take, and it's right. It, we're not going to be able to come back down here. If we're going to have to go down, we're going to have to do it now, because the water's just going to get too high. And as Roy says that, the ship begins to stabilize and not list, and the water stops coming down from above. Okay, never mind. We can go wherever we want, and it will be the same level. Pippa and Rocky, you're, you're struck with the sensation that, my God, he says it, and it happens. Hey, Roy, where would you think the best spot for the portal would be? I always thought that it would be in the book. What book? Yeah, the mirror book. That was pretty spooky. That makes sense. Not really. When we found that book, it was back in that doctor's office. We guess we can go and take a more close look and see if it's still there. Rocky, you were talking about that same thing, so it kind of makes sense, I guess. So I'm going to start trudging through the, the water back to the office. The water has risen to about a foot deep. And as you trudge through, uh, you begin to notice that where the water meets the walls are now covered in this green rime and a creeping black rust. You walk towards what you know to be the doctor's office and open the door. And for some reason, the door now creaks very loudly. As if the hinges had suddenly been stricken with rust. And I'm going to need Rocky to make stealth roll. I needed a 32. I rolled a 61. That's a failure. You happy? Are you happy? I ruined my perfect record. I'd like everybody else to make a spot hidden. I needed a 75. I got a 47. I needed a 45. I rolled a 91. I successed at failing. Something below the surface of the water, cutting through the ebbing tide that brought it in, it attacks Rocky. You will take a penalty die as a tentacle comes out of the water and tries to grasp your leg. I'll do a maneuver to pull him out of the way. So go ahead and roll. I had a 54. I got an 81. That's a fail. Tentacle needed an 80 and rolled a 63. So that is a success. Rocky, you do have a chance to dodge if you want. That's the only option you have. It's going to need to be hard. Uh, I needed a 36. I rolled a 22, which is only a regular success. 18 would be a hard success. So I'm going to say, Pippa, if you wanted to, if you can roll a successful dexterity, you could pull, with Roy's help, Rocky away from the tentacle. But this time I grabbed the wall and went, come on! The tentacle was able to grab hold of Rocky, and I'm going to need all of you to roll sanity. I needed a 60, I rolled a 41, that's a success. I needed a 60, I rolled a 54, that's also a success. I need a 40, I got a 19, that's my first ever hard sanity success. I remember that octopi exist. I've seen bigger tentacles, this is nothing, guys. Just like the ones on your phone. Mr. Tentacle, let go of me. Pippa and Roy both see Rocky being dragged out through the porthole and out into the open sea. You hear a sick, disgusting, squishing sound as his body is forced through the porthole and he thrusts out his hand for help. I bat it away. Roy bats it away and Rocky is sucked into the blackness. What? What? What do we do? I should have gotten the key from him. This isn't looking good. Well, we gotta find the stone now. I'm gonna go check the porthole real quick. You see a bit of flesh rimmed around the porthole and some blood dripping down. I fight to keep from vomiting and I back away. I think I, I think he's really gone. Yeah, I could have grabbed on. It was such low-hanging fruit. I don't honestly think you could have done anything. You're right. It's not my fault. I'm glad we established that. He'll be back. No one can die here. That's what we thought originally, but now that they know we've been cheating, maybe it's different. We're not cheating. We kind of were. We weren't doing what Bugshat wanted us to. Bugshit? Well, let's start doing what he wants, I guess. What's that? Well, we definitely got to find the stone. Should we go up where it's dry at least? My feet, I can't feel my feet. They're frozen solid. Let's hit the bridge. So I'm going to start going towards the stairs. So you walk up to the bridge deck. 
this is where the captain would ordinarily control the ship or steer the ship. Well, let's fan out and see if we can't find the gem. I'm going to head up these stairs over here. I'm going to stick as close as I can after seeing what happened to Rocky. I'm not taking any chances. Staircase uh, heading up. From up there, you can see the lightning and the thunder and the rain pounding down. And you get a bit seasick just even looking out onto the expanse of dark seawater, which dips and rises. The boat continues to bob in the waves. That's all that is up there above the bridge deck. I will enter the bridge. And see a ghostly sight. The wheel of the ship is simply turning to and fro with the waves freely, uncontrolled by any force. And I'll just let the ship do its thing. Yeah, I'm not touching it. Each of you give me a listen roll, please. I needed a 37, I got a 13. That's a hard success. And I needed a 40 and got a 33. That's a standard run-of-the-mill success. Roy can hear a faint crackling sound. It sounds like a transmission of sorts. Do you hear that? So I'll go in there. So you enter into the chart room, which is just beyond the bridge room, and... The chart room is littered with maps scattered around, tossed around. As you and Pippa move through the chart room, you quickly realize that the maps designated on these charts do not correlate to any landmass that you've ever seen. They make no sense. There is no Europe. There is no North America, South America. Hey, Roy, how did you do in geography? C minus. Ah, okay. Okay, it makes sense. And the crackling sound is getting louder from the room beyond the chart room. I say I'll move towards the crackling sound and not be distracted by funny maps. And you open up the doorway to a radio room. Pippa hears one particular radio faintly whispering something, crackling. And she moves over towards that. And Roy hears another radio to the other side of the room, which... You can't quite make out, but it probably needs a bit of tuning. He pulls out his tuning fork. Ding! And you twist the knob to and fro, and you're disconcerted to hear your brother's voice, Rocky. And Rocky is saying something to the effect of, Hospital. Go to the hospital. Beyond the doctor. And then it cuts out. Pippa hears something being whispered through a set of headphones. I'm going to reach down and put on the headphones. And you hear a voice through the crackling static say, Haunted. 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 And then it cuts out. I'll slowly take them off and turn to Roy. There's somebody whispering in this... The, these headset, this headset here is saying haunted over and over again. It's because the ship is haunted. Uh, okay. But I got bad news. More bad news? We just gotta go find the doctors. Uh, I don't think there's anybody on this ship, Roy. He might be down there, I don't know. But we gotta go to the office for sure. Hopefully it's not far. Right, well, let's get our way back down there. So I'm going to work my way back to the staircase. I'll leave the radio room and go through the chart room and through the bridge to the bridge deck and then go down the stairs. I will follow as closely as I can. Then I'll head back down the next set of stairs. And you find yourselves down on the survivor deck, sloshing into about a foot of water. Are you sure we can do this? No, we probably can't, actually. But that's never stopped me before. I'll head over to the hatch, see if I can open it. I'll help wherever I can. Give me a strength check. I needed a 50, I got a 7, that's extreme. Roy is able to disengage the hatch that would lead to lower decks and opens it. And of course, the below decks are completely filled with water. And you see this green and black slime drift up. Do you know exactly where this spot is that we need to get to? And what are we going to do once we get there? There's not going to be air. I don't think I need to breathe. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know about you. I'm going to check my pulse. Yep, your pulse is quite high. I don't know where we're going. So pick your entry point. Hatch your stairs. 
Uh, I'm just going to follow you, whatever you think. And I'll jump down the hatch. So Roy jumps down the hatch. And you find yourself in an Aquamaster room where equipment necessary to purge some of the water. It's completely enclosed. There is no in and out. And I'll look around to see if there's any, like, snorkels or something. There isn't. Let's try the stairs. I'll climb up the hatch. So you emerge from the hatch and move your way through the reception area. Let's try the door through reception. At this point, I'm shivering and I can't feel any of my extremities. So you see a hallway that sort of snakes around and uh, there are many doors on the way. And they end in staircase going up and double doors at the far west. Does any of this look familiar to you? Yep, this is loot hallway. I'll hit the first door on the south side. I will go up and to the right and look at the first north door that I can access. This appears to be a hospital ward. So you see a few gurneys here, hospital beds, bunk beds. Do you have anything? Mine is just uh, hospital beds. No, but that's the right track. And I'll hit this kitty corner door. It's a toilet. If you gotta take a dump... Now's the time to do it. I'm going to move down to the next door. And I'll take the one to the south. To the north is another ward. So more bunk beds for people who maybe that have been already treated and moved into more secure places to sleep. And to the south is another more bathrooms, more water closets. You get the feeling like this is a place where people or patients or victims or survivors would be cleaned up cared for yeah and i'll rush to this last door to the north i'm gonna go to the double doors knowing that that's just gonna be another hospital bed area so roy opens up a lounge of some sort you see verdigree and that sort of thing crawling on the walls pippa opens the double doors to see was clearly a hospital where surgeries have taken place instruments and little trays full of scalpels and the necessary implements to do surgeries on folks who have been rescued. But also you see a gurney with a white sheet and a form beneath it. The far wall is glowing white. You recognize the portal. Roy, I found it. I found it. But there's something in the room. And I'm going to back away from the doorway so he can step and see. Walk up to the sheet and uncover it. You whip back the sheet and see Rocky. <gasps> well, goddamn took you long enough. I rush in and give him a hug. I thought you were dead. I watched you die. This is the second time you watched him die. Yeah, but this is the first time since they know what we're doing. Explain to me why you tried to take me with you, you bastard. I wasn't trying to take you with me. I was reaching out so you could grab my hand and pull me back, you idiot. You were trying to commit murder. If I'm going down, you're goddamn well coming with me, you bastard. Let's hit the portal. We all jump and freeze in midair as a high five. (laughs) Water starts rising. We can't move. Don't you forget about me. You step through the portal, braced... For yet another disorienting jaunt. Instead, it's like walking through a curtain with just the faintest of tickles on your face as you reach the veil, then a creak of sagging wood beneath your feet. No vertigo welcomes you, and you're standing upright, feeling fine. Warily, you look around. You're on a spacious covered porch, positioned immediately in front of the main entry. By the light of a single bare bulb that ineffectually staves off the surrounding darkness of nighttime, you're just able to make out a plaque installed above the doorway that bears a familiar, stylized, capital A. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft Tapes. Capital A. No, it was capital A. A. We're in happy days. Oh, God. 
Well, on the bright side, that means that all of our problems are going to be totally solved in, you know, like 22 minutes. I just have to hit the jukebox. I don't remember this one. A... I'm very glad to hear that. I bet you some of our listeners know way more than we do. Oh, I bet. They definitely all know more than me. Oh, yeah. Guys, it's time for some hashtag recommendos. So, Matt, go ahead and start us off with your recommendo. And I'm going to recommend that everybody at least, you know, gives a chance to Disney Dreamlight Valley. It's in the life sim genre, is I guess where you would put it. Uh, Alongside things like Animal Crossing. Um, Except this is Animal Crossing with an actual story to it. And everybody is a Disney character. You come to this strange realm that has been surrounded by a dark magic called the forgetting where everyone there can't remember who they are where they came from what they're doing there it's up to you and your special magic that you inherit as the new ruler of this land to clean everything up and to help people remember who they are and it becomes this game of uh, exploration and expansion along with building up these friendships and relationships with all these classic disney characters people like of course mickey and minnie are there donald duck is there merlin uh, is there and then you start branching out into the really wide web that is Disney properties. So you get everything from The Little Mermaid to Atlantis, The Lost Empire, to Lion King, to all these great classic properties. There's Wally, there's the Pixar stuff in there, there's going to be Toy Story. But what it is, is it's you building up relationships and friendships with these characters that you rescue uh, from not only all over the island, but from their own little pocket dimensions that are each specifically themed to them. And you bring them back to your island and you build them a house and you can then, you know, start, you know, building out them uh, their own space. And it's a really relaxing game. It's one of those games that you play when you don't want to think too hard about what you're playing and you want something that's just going to let you kind of lay back and have a good time. You can tell it's somewhat directed at a younger a younger crowd but it's still totally worth playing i've been playing it for a while now and i'm having a lot of fun with it go ahead and give disney dreamlight valley a try thanks matt appreciate that and brian you're up next i am going to recommend google assistant i was watching a couple of my youtube videos today and they posed a question if you could get 10 million dollars but a snail would follow you your entire life and if it touched you you'd die would you take the $10 million and risk it? And I started a conversation with Google Assistant and asked it, how how far in one day can a snail travel? And they responded, if they traveled for 24 hours straight without stopping, they could travel for 79.8 feet per day, per 24 hours. So I had Google Assistant do the math for me and the amount of time it would take a snail to go one mile was 5,400 and something. So you could drive to Kalamazoo, which is roughly 200 miles from my location. It would take the snail 14 years to get there. So yeah, I take the $10 million. Thank you, Google Assistant, for helping me with the math. It's just fun because they respond to you like you're actually having a conversation. It's neat. Thanks, Brian. And uh, Gabe, you're up next. Another recommendo for nobody this week. Just in case you checked out my recommendo from a while back, the Maggot Stomp Productions records, I'm recommending another death metal imprint that I think is just out there killing it. A little bit more of a a tuned down, slower version this month, I'm recommending Frozen Scream imprints because the tape trading industry is alive and well, despite what the media might tell you, because... I have been given a lot of cassettes from these people just simply because I'm uh, I'm I'm well known like that I guess they have like a cool way that they do it they're not a record label but what they do is produce for bands whose labels underproduce for them so they basically are just helping bands out when their label doesn't do enough. Uh, So it's really cool to be able to support those bands and really see that this guy, it's from Oceanside, New York. He's really, it's like a one-man show and he's doing it all himself. He truly cares about the scene and the way that he's going about it I think is fantastic because, you know, the bands have a lot of say and uh, all the bands that he pulls in, I, I get a thumbs up from me. Some from Europe, 
a lot from the East Coast. It's just a really cool thing that they're doing, you know, and uh, I, I like seeing that kind of old school mentality with it. So give a Frozen Scream imprint a checkout. Thank you, Gabe. Appreciate that. And uh, I'm last, so I'm going to say that as a casual video gamer, and I came late to the Far Cry franchise. I'm pretty sure that it was Brian who talked it up initially. Uh, so I eventually dove in and I liked number five and New Dawn okay. But it wasn't until number six that I vibed into the action and sense of humor. But recently, thanks to Ubisoft Plus month-long trial, I got to try Far Cry 3 Blood dragon which is a hilarious over-the-top 80s style duke nukem sci-fi action parody and also far cry primal where you're cast as a caveman in 10,000 bce fighting off saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths now it's tough to pin down a favorite in the series because they're all a little different in tone and setting but they share a play style that is uniquely open world survival so that's it i just i really like far cry if you like to wander around gather resources or equipment, complete side missions galore, and shoot baddies or beasties with ever-increasing firepower or spears, I urge you to revisit the Far Cry games. Number three is my favorite first-person shooter ever. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please give us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com. With links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. Uh, and if you want to submit a submission for the Matt and Gabe Show theme song contest, send it to me on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. And if you're one of the three people on all of Twitter that's interested in tape treading with me, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And if you want to go ahead and submit the submissions that you're submitting for them for their submissions, you can submit that to me on Brian Podcasts on Twitter. Until next time, roll for. Haunted. I thought you'd say tentacle. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com.